Are you tired of all the mom shaming out there? So are we. We're moms, wives, and friends. When we say we've been there and done that, we mean it. Listen to us as we navigate our lives, share our experiences, and shatter those mom myths that are just stressing today's modern families. We welcome all new moms, older moms, experienced moms, moms in training, and even those dads too. Welcome to All Apple Pie and Stuff. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Michelle. Today is our very first podcast, Up and Adam. It is a call to action. We're going to be busting some of those mom myths. We're going to be tackling mom shaming. We're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves. And uh, we're going to tell you why we're doing the show. First, why should you watch? Well, I'm doing the show because my friend Michelle asked me, hey, you want to do a podcast? And I was like, sure. But I didn't know what it was about. And she told me her vision and I really liked it. So I'm going to let her tell you. All right. So total disclosure here. We are older moms. We do have grown children and we are highly sarcastic. So at this point, listen further at your own risk. But that covered will explain kind of what the show is about. So in this day and age of social media and videos going viral, we noticed that the level of straight up mom shaming has reached crazy stupid heights. At first, some of it was entertaining. Some of it was just plain old-fashioned comedy gold. But then it went from bashing that mom that was a Karen and straight from the movies, the ones that we kind of make fun of all the time, on those out-of-touch-with-reality parents, and just started attacking literally everybody that was out there. There were those new moms who just needed some advice or guidance. That multi-kid mom who was out there juggling more than one little human being chasing her around. And... Like so stupid things like what's in the grocery store, what's in the grocery cart at the grocery store. So if you mention on Facebook that you close the door to go to the bathroom and take like a five minute break from your four year old, you like get reported and bashed. And it's insane. It's just literally insane. Yeah. So for me, I don't really understand mom shaming because I can't be mom shamed. Michelle can attest to the fact that I am unapologetically me, always, and I don't really care what other people think. I'm old, so I don't really get on social media too much, so I didn't know that this was an epidemic. But for me, um, my daughter, who's a new mom, she has a six-month-old, belongs to some mom groups on Facebook, and she was she has found great support there. But she told me, like, oh, the girls in my mom group love you. How do they love me? I don't even go on the mom groups. I don't even know how to get there. She tells them some of the momisms I say or some of the things I do to support her. And they say things like, well, I wish I had that support. So I figure, I guess there's a need for support from us more experienced moms, we'll call us, or seasoned, for some of those younger moms. And I'm happy to do that because we all need a little support sometimes. So that's why we're doing the show, and that's why you should watch. It's a little break in your day. You can uh, hear from us. We'll never give you advice. We will share our experiences. We'll tell you our opinions, and we'll empower you to find your own way through this weird neighborhood we call motherhood. So with that, we'll tell you a little bit about ourselves. Michelle? All right. So... To be fair, we are not medical professionals. We haven't taken years of courses on parenting, and we never sat in a medical lecture. As my teen would say, we we came from the trenches of it. Um, I'm a boy mom, first and foremost. That's me over here, Testosterone Island. I'm stuck on it. 
almost solo, but not completely anymore. Um, I had my first kid, thing A, at 19. And then I married his dad three months later. So we're not judging. Just don't judge that. It's the theme of the show. No judgment uh, zone. <laughs> no judgment zone. Mm-mm. But after that, we went ahead and had two more kids, thing B and thing C. So there's like a 10-year spread there, and all three are crazy in the sports heavily. A and B are extremely ADHD. So when they were little, we put them in like everything until they kind of figured out what they liked the most. It happened to be football and wrestling, which also happened to be some of the like most brutal and, you know, gut-wrenching things to sit there and watch your kid do. So to this day, we still haven't left the field or mat. Both my husband and I are only kids. I had no idea what to do with one kid, let alone two, now three. So I just helped everywhere. Some of that was to kind of ease my guilt at being a young mom. And some of that was because I really did like to be involved and to give my kids something better than what I had, which I am aware is like a therapy session in and of itself. <laughs> but that's just what we do. So instead of diving into that, we're going to dive into kids are freaking expensive. The cost of a pair of wrestling shoes is about a hundred bucks, if not more. So if you multiply that by three, it's just insane. And to be fair with you, if you're a mom who's listening and you have wrestlers, can you keep those shoes over to do the hand-me-downs? We've never made that stage. Like, seriously, I don't know how to make wrestling shoes last. They're dead like three quarters of the way through the season. Anyway, at the end of the day, I needed to find a job, but I had to do what almost every mom did and move around my kid's schedule. I, there's no way I could pay for that much child care within a week ever. So I decided to drive a school bus. Pretty cool. I had their hours was on the same days, off the same days. And like the icing on the cake is like if they had a field trip at school, I could drive that field trip, chaperone that trip, get paid for that trip and build memories. So it was fantastic. At least that part of it was. But while I was out there and I was doing that and going nuts, I went ahead and I met Jennifer. And we ended up taking a field trip together, which sort of changed the trajectory of both of our lives, which was pretty cool. I'm Jennifer. I am 51. And I am unashamed to say that I'm 51 because I've earned every year. Don't say you're younger. It's the only advice I'll ever give you. If you say you're younger and you're not, people will think you have been living rough. Okay? Don't do that. Anyway, so I'm a little bit older than Michelle. And Unlike Michelle, we're swimming in the estrogen ocean here. We have two daughters. One just turned 26, and she is now a mother. She has a six-month-old son. And then I have another daughter who's going to be 30 soon. She's not thrilled about it, but she will be. And she has uh, my very first grandbaby, who's a little girl. She's six years old. So I say I'm a grandma, but I'm not really a grandma because my grandkids call me Moo Moo. And I love being a Moomoo, and I'll cry the day they start calling me grandma instead of Moomoo. So if I ever refer to myself as Moomoo, it just means grandma. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, like Michelle, you know, I had to work, but I always worked around my kids and my husband's schedule because our priority was that we raise our own kids. So, we did a lot of working separate shifts and stuff. And then I became a school bus driver too. Because I could work around my kids' schedules. I could make decent money, but still, you know, be home when my kids were home and all of that. And then I met my friend Michelle there, um, which was completely unexpected. I didn't know that I was lacking support in my life. Like, I felt like my life was pretty full. I had a great husband. I had two daughters. 
I always wanted to be a girl mom. And full disclosure, Michelle's kids, their sports kids were not. Like I had a daughter who sang opera, so we couldn't be more opposite. <laughs> so then I met her on a field trip and we just clicked right away. Right, Michelle? Oh, yeah. It was a very, very interesting trip. And I got to tell you that um, it was really fast, though. We did. We clicked. We, we clicked right away. Um, her crazy kind of balanced out my crazy, if you will. It's kind of a weird yin and yang thing going on there. And to be fair with you, at the end of the day, you should have at least that one friend that can sit down with you at a table with some drinks and, and kind of look at you with a very, very straight face and whip out. So, dude, I got kicked out of this petting zoo this one time for punching a goat. Oh, okay. So we're, the goat was begging for it. And since we're not going to talk about that, um, but this brings us to our first mom myth. Moms are always perfect. <laughs> okay. So goat punching aside, I think before we have children, we have this idea of how we're going to be as a mom and you're going to be patient and you're going to, you know, do all the things. I'm going to go to every event all of that, right? And then you have these little people and it turns out they're their own people. And suddenly you find yourself saying, because I said so, that's why. And then you find yourself doing stupid things. Uh, I was supposed to, so I decided I, I needed to be a perfect mom. Well, my one daughter, the elder, she was having problems in school. So being the perfect mom that I was trying to be, I got a tutor for her and that was great, you know, and I would take her to the tutor and it was about an hour. And then I, I would go to my one friend's house, you know, during that hour because she lived close to the tutor. So one day she's out there and I'm talking to my friend. All of a sudden my friend says, oh my gosh, don't you have to pick PA up? I call her PA for the show, but that's not her name. Um, <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Just so I'm you know, creative. I didn't do my weird things. Okay. <laughs> I'm not that imperfect. So but no judgment um, if you did. Right. So anyway, <laughs> I said, well, yeah, she doesn't get picked up till six. She's like, you were supposed to pick her up at five. At this point, it's like 545. So for 45 minutes, my kid, who was like nine years old and already had like issues that needed tissues, is sitting there waiting for me. So I get there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, and they're like, well, we didn't have a number to call you. Keep in mind, back in the day, we didn't all have cell phones, okay? And I wasn't home. I was at my friend's house. So I said, oh, baby, we're... She, she said, well, she thought you got in a car accident. So apparently my daughter said she must have gotten a car accident and died because my mom wouldn't forget me. I said, baby, were you, were you scared? No, I just figured you were dead, mom. <laughs> So yeah, that wasn't perfect. And we can try to be perfect, but you're holding yourself to a standard that you just can't keep up with. We're people and people are not perfect. How about you, Michelle? Were you perfect? <laughs> Absolutely not. Nowhere near it. Three boys. Did I, did I lead with that? There was no way I was perfect off of that. Seriously. Especially being an only child and a girl, it was great. I saw this TikTok um, and this lady was totally trying to, you're going to love this. She was totally trying to be inspirational, right? And I know it. I totally know it. But it's not, it came off so backhanded because she was just like, <clears throat> I give myself permission to make mistakes. The important thing 
is to learn from them. <laughs> okay, sorry. Because <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Like I said, she's trying to be super duper inspirational. I know that. She was like, no, mom, shaming, But, dude, you totally. Ugh. So, here's the deal. You're going to forget to wash your kid's uniform. You're going to not fill out that fun lunch slip because you totally forgot about it. It's going to happen. You're not even going to remember which kid you just checked into the doctor's office. True story. No judgment. Remember that. It's going to happen again and again and again. It's not because you want to make mistakes. It's because you're busy. You're trying to raise these people. You're trying not to, to like make life like altering mistakes to them. You can let some of these things like slide. To prove my point. So my first mommy Thanksgiving and keep in mind, my kid was all of like three or four months old. Like we're talking like we just got into the high chair for the first time, really. I decided to do dinner, right? So I literally brought this turkey the night before at eight o'clock. And in my uh, all 19 years of worldly experience, do you think I bought a thawed turkey to cook the next day for Thanksgiving? Absolutely not. Of course not. Why would I do that? I was literally crying on the phone with my mom that I was destroying my kids' very first Thanksgiving dinner while the sink's like overflowing with water and frozen turkey bits like everywhere. It was great. For Christmas, she bought me a microwave large enough to throw a whole damn turkey in. She may not have been all apple pie and stuff, literally, but that woman came in clutch at times. While I was working on the script for the show, 26 years later, my Italian beef bucket <laughs> was disgusting in the microwave. Seriously. It'll go in the crock pot. It'll be just fine. Hopefully. I mean, the great thing about kids is that they eat so quickly that most of the time they got zero idea what's actually making it in their mouth. So my point is, don't ever feel like you have to learn from those mistakes. You just adjust to them in the moment. Outside of knowing myself and buying large microwaves, I know this is going to happen. I don't even know how many more times in my existence. Much like dropping that F-bomb at the worst time. Some things are just destined to happen and you can only do the best that you can. And truth be told, in hindsight, literally freaking out about the damn turkey, thinking I destroyed a baby's Thanksgiving dinner was probably the dumbest thing I did in the moment. But seriously, all I could remember was all those times that my mom made like the perfect holiday. There were no screw ups. There were no mistakes. There were no mess ups. Everything was legit perfect. And I didn't want to be the one that messed that up for my kid who can't remember to do his homework. And I think in a nutshell, what we're trying to say here is if you're present in your children's lives, there's going to be at least one therapy session with your name on it. However, if you're not present in your kids' lives, there's going to be every therapy session with your name on it. So be present. Love your kids, do the best you can, and it'll all be okay. They're still going to eat dinner, right? I mean, worst case scenario, order a pizza. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Second mom myth. Moms can do everything. Ah, uh, yes. Moms can do everything. If that were true, we would not have had to adjust the myth that just came before this one, just to be fair. But yeah, no, they try to say moms do do everything, don't they? Thank you, Hollywood. Between trying to work and raise my husband, my kids, raise my kids. <laughs> Freudian slip there. <laughs> Dude, like, you cannot any longer 
be the June Cleaver style of being a mom. It's impossible. Hell, even Mrs. Brady had Alice. And if you have no idea what the crap I just talked about, go ahead and Google Leave It to Beaver and the Brady Bunch. And then go yell at your parents for lazy parenting because you should have been forced to watch those on reruns on five channels like we were. Again, kidding. The point is, do your best. That's another clutch mom memory story for you that we've talked about. Jennifer, my mom, tend to share sometimes similar traits, which is probably why I bonded really fast to her. My mother. Not sure if that's a compliment, okay? (laughs) But I love Judy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. One of those happened to be a trait of not always being the fondest of children, which proves two things I'd like to state. First off, you don't have to like children to be a really good bus driver because she really was, even though she wasn't excited about kids. But secondly, grandbabies will wrap you around your little fingers and make fools of us all <laughs> because she dotes on them. It's awesome. So, Anyway, I'll jump back on my track here. Uh, my overprotective mom was in the camp of not liking kids whatsoever. That oftentimes warred with the fact that as I said, she's overprotective. Well, like back in the 1980s, do you remember this? Bill Donahue, Oprah Winfrey, everybody like convinced these stay-at-home moms that people were stealing their children left and right. Like you could just walk out the door and you'd be gone. It was crazy. I mean, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. Either that or they returned me. There was one or the other. So it was. <laughs> so. I mean, we live in we lived in a Chicago suburb, right? So my God, you would have thought somebody put like a, a steal me now sticker on my dang forehead. So <laughs> she decided when my class was going to the zoo that she was gonna go ahead and like parent chaperone the trip. So I'm an only child for a reason. <laughs> when she got that many people together on the bus, by the time we got into the park, they, there was like girl drama and crying and people going, you know. Mrs. 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 And she was losing her bloody mind. So my mother, who is not big on kids, but wanted to protect her own, stuck all six of us, two of which were twins, on a tram ride and took us around the entire zoo, never leaving the tram. Not once. But she got everybody home okay. So I call that a Judy win. Oh my God! Yes, that was that. That was her pride and joy, right there. She's like, did you, did I lose any of you little people? We did see more than anybody else. I swear to God, at the zoo that day. One bathroom break, no souvenirs. Go now. You're free to go. Uh, uh, and that was just the way she did it. She couldn't do it all. She couldn't. She couldn't deal with children in large quantities, but she wanted to fulfill that need. So, like, she did the best she could. And that's all you can ever really do. I mean, I'm pretty sure she spent like a day in a wine stupor after that and two more days in bed recovering. But she did step up to the plate when she had to. So with the moms can do everything. This one touched home for me just recently. So my daughter, who has the six-month-old little boy, cutest baby in the world. Yeah, I know. I'm that sappy grandma or moo. Anyway, I was at her house. The house was kind of a mess. She hadn't had very much sleep. She pumps. So that takes up a huge part of her day. She's doing all of this. And she says, seriously, she says to me, Mom, how do people do it all? What? I'm like, honey, they don't. And, you know, she was talking about how, like, the house would always be clean and stuff. And I said, don't you remember? 
when you were little and I didn't do the dishes till the next day and stuff? And she said, no, mom, I don't remember. So here I feel so sad because my little girl, who's my world, thinks she has to hold herself to some standard that she thought I was and I wasn't. So I was like, honey, moms, we can do everything, but we can't do everything well all at the same time. So we have to pick our priorities. What is it for right now? Well, for right now in her life, it's pumping and making sure her son gets fed and taking care of her son. So you know what? The dishes will still be there later when mommy comes over and helps because everybody needs that support. That's, like I said, my biggest thing. And that's how I can support my daughter. I can help her get those things done. And I hope everybody has someone like that in their life. I think the other thing to remember, too, is that when you see another mom struggling to get all those things done, don't be the jack wagon that sits there and throws out your self-appointed advice instead of lending a hand or just clearing out of the way and letting them get it done. Seriously, this one time, Thing A and B were in wrestling in their youth clubs, right? Thing C was just in a little tiny baby carrier. That's sarcasm. He was never little nor tiny. He was my butterball. <laughs> and we were, <laughs> we were at this gym, right? At the school. Freaking crazy. Like, there was, like, the proverbial shitstorm, like, in every single year. Because they had two massive gyms that they packed everybody in. So, my kids were, like, just off in weights and ages enough to be separated. So my husband was coaching thing A in the other room. Like we hit gold because thing B finished wrestling early enough for me to just get through like 8,000 people to get into the other gym and see my other kid wrestle. That was until thing B decided he needed to take 15 minutes to take off his shoes, to take a drink of water, to talk to his friend. Finally, I snapped. I had enough. I grabbed him. I like turned him sideways and shoved him underneath my arm like a football grabbed the, the baby and started to make my way when this mom like steps in front of me and she's like you shouldn't treat children like that they're precious lady I have another kid in the other room who's waiting for me to get there and at the time thing a wouldn't start wrestling until I was standing there so get out my way I got things to do don't judge other moms and how they're trying to get things done because right now I'm trying to get both things done of watching two kids wrestle in two different gyms it's insane Get it. Don't judge. Don't judge me. Don't put your nose into it. And to be fair, this is the part of the thing where I want to stop my whole thing, because as we stated, poor Jen has sat through. I don't know how many wrestling <laughs> stories are football stories. And that's a true friend right there. And that's what I mean by support. Like she'll sit there and listen to me throw that crap off onto her and she'll just be like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, she made me go to wrestling and stuff. Wow. Because she did that. So I didn't mention, if you read our bios on our web, on our website and everything, you'll know, I have my aging parents living with me. So I'm in this really weird stage of life. But I made her go to Bunko with my mom and, and her friends. So she never wants to hear the phrase hot dice again. <laughs> if your friendship is correct, you should be needing therapy from that too sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we are there for each other, whatever stage of life. I also made her go to a, a couple of opera things too. So, yeah. I did. Your son did too. Which one was it? Thing A. Was it thing A? It was Thing A. Yeah. He was in the same class as her. And you know what? 
he was so supportive. I was so proud of him. He really was. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. He's a good egg. He's a good, good egg. So that's really you know, cool that our kids who are not friends, because we're friends, have supported each other. So that's that's kind of cool. Because they're different. So different. <laughs> different circles. They are complete. And that's the other thing. Like, if you're a mom and you've got a mom friend, don't force your kids into friendships they don't want. No. <laughs> Which is no. cool. Because... Our kids didn't do that, but they were still good to each other. And that's what really mattered at the end of the day. You know what that yeah, takes and, us up to? And Michelle, well, and I think, wasn't it? It was thingy that came to her Halloween party too, right? It, it was. School? It was. Yeah. And that's a friend because I, my daughter wanted to have this Halloween party, you know, middle school. Uh, this doesn't have anything to do with the subject. Sorry. It's just how we are. Um, oh, we yeah. ramble. It happens. But anyway, this is kind of a funny story. It's a friend story. So, I mean, it was, so here we're having this Halloween party and I'm not all apple pie and stuff. And I was losing my mind and she showed up with cake pops for the kids and they loved the cake pops and she brought wine for me. So after those terrible little people left and they are terrible and, you know, I love kids now, kind of. But they were middle school and they're not really people, you know, because they're not little, but they're not big, but they think they are. And they kept trying to have a co-ed bathroom. And I'm like a referee kicking them out of there. I'm like, oh, no, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Not today. Not today. So by the time they left, I needed that wine. Yes, I did. Thank you, Michelle, for that. What was our third mom myth? I know we had another one on tap. Our last mom myth is. I think we had two more. Moms know everything. We do. We're on number three. I jumped the shark there. We're on number three. Okay. Moms. Moms. Know everything. Yeah. You know, except I, I don't think it's a myth. I know everything. Um, uh, and I'll tell you why. A, I actually I call her PP. I'm sorry, but that's what I call my granddaughter. She calls me Mumu. I call her PP. So anyway, PP will say Mumu knows all. If somebody tries to question that, she's like, ask Mumu. Mumu knows all. And my daughter, who is her mother, told me one time, and I wish I had recorded it. Mom, you always tell me how these things are going to turn out. I never listen to you, and they happen the way that you said. How do you know this? And I'm like, well, Mumu knows all. But truly, I don't really know all. I'm 51, so I've lived a lot of life. So I've made a lot of mistakes. So I kind of know how these things are going to turn out. So it seems like I know all, but probably not. Michelle? Well, how do you follow up after the person that knows it all? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give I some advice. I really know it all. I'm just old. I'm just old. I'm ancient. I'm like the tree. I know everything. Here's, there's a way of cultivating this belief in your kids. So, and kids, if anybody is unfortunately stuck listening to their parents, listen to us. I'm going to give you some advice. If your mom asks you something or dad, if either parent asks you something that's a little bit too close to what you actually did do, but they've got that look in their eye, chances are they already know. That's like your like 10 minute zone there to get it off your chest to make whatever the repercussions are be less. And parents, you pull that look off by just kind of looking at them and kind of starting that glare. You know, we're not in the full blown glare mode yet, but you're getting there and eventually they'll cave. They can't take the pressure. And 
after many years, I have learned that I don't know everything. I don't want to know everything. I know that my mother-in-law doesn't know everything. I damn well knew my mom didn't know everything, but she believed in faking it till you made it. So whatever. That was a great trait to pass on, I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> but I always kept the backup of everything with my mother-in-law. That's how bad I didn't know things. Like I couldn't remember where I put things if I did know it. I forgot it because you go from like baby brain, right? You can't remember anything. Then you roll into you're raising these little people and they're driving you crazy. And then you roll into premenopause and forget it. You can't remember anything and you're hot every time you turn around. So I always had a backup. I always had my mother-in-law who knew everything. She's the one that kind of like, hey, I can't find his social security number. She's got it. Hey, when when your your son did this, how did you guys react? So I can do the opposite. I'm kidding. There's just you bounce it off other people. And other people do things differently. Some people believe their kid when they said no, they didn't do it. Other people will look directly at the film that they're showing from the bus saying, that isn't my kid. And it is their kid. It's just one of those things. So. Well, and that's the difference between me and Michelle. I don't really bounce anything off of anybody. I just, I just make decisions. I just do what I'm going to do. I am unapologetically Jennifer all the time. So after I've done whatever it was I'm going to do, I call Michelle and go, dude, did I mess up? <laughs> and she usually says, nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> That's how we I pregame, she tailgates. That's just how that goes. Yeah, that's really she's a planner. I'm a fly by the seat of your pants, but but I'm very decisive about my pants flying. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a, a new phrase. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm talking about at this point. I mean, you can apply it to different things, whether you should or not as a whole nother I've, I've never flown my pants. I just want that out there. I, I don't want that on social media, okay? My pants stay on. I mean, you know, except when I go to... We're going to roll into the last myth. I think it's probably safe to vacate miles at all right now. Which happens to be four. You don't have a perfect child? Oh, that's not it. Oh, moms don't have a favorite child. Mm. Mm -mm. We're not, we're not touching that, that one. <laughs> not going to do that. it. You know what? It's uh, Did you hear that? It sounds like it's time for that commercial break to kick in right about now. I, I hear that, right? Are you a parent navigating the wild world of family life? Have you heard the new podcast with real life moms, Jennifer and Michelle called All Apple Pie and Stuff? Well, now you have. And trust us when we say we've been there and we've done that. We're so over the mom shamers. So join us embracing the chaos of family life and surviving with your sanity intact. Kind of. And now you can show your support with our exclusive merchandise. We've got comfy tees, cozy hoodies, stylish cups and more because parenting is tough and we've got your back. So visit us today at allapplepieandstuff.com and grab your gear and join the movement. Let's celebrate the beautiful chaos of family life together because we've so been there and done that. Thanks for listening to that word from our sponsor. Now for mom shaming. There was a clip that Michelle was going to tell me about, but I miss not social media. actually saw the clip myself. So I'll let Michelle start with that. All right. So 
this starts, uh, you guys have probably seen it, actually. It's been all over TikTok, been all over Facebook. Uh, the Today Show even ran a thing on it on their website. Her name is Amber Wright. She's a single mom from Utah, and she went viral in September hugging her son after a football game. Uh, he lifted her up. She wrapped her legs around him before he sat her back down, and the comment section just went off like crazy. She posted up on Instagram when her friend caught it for her. People were saying things like they sexual. she was sexually abusing him, grooming him. Um, it looks soft to me. I'd go ahead and never let my kids stay over. All these types of really fun things. And that totally, completely irked me. When you read the background on this mom, first off, when I saw it, it never, it didn't even like ding on my radar and I'll explain why. But the mom and son, I guess, have like a super close relationship. Like kind of one of those, you know, the, the two of us against the world type things, mom and son teams. She overcame breast cancer and his father recently passed away, like all within a, a recent time zone here. And this game, he had worn a jersey that was special for his dad and they went ahead and they won the game. So she had literally no idea that it was going to go viral. She acknowledged that like, the hug went a little bit longer than it was supposed to go, but it was super emotional because, like I said, unveiling of the jersey, playing a number for his dad, and then, you know, the win. And so it was just one of those emotional things. You can go ahead and check the video on our website. Uh, it's on her Instagram at A-M-B-S-L-U-N-D or, you know, just Google hug on the Today Show. I'm a proud mama bear, period. So when my fun, my son's finished like a football game or a wrestling match or something like that, I always tell them that they've got to come up and give me a hug. It's more so that I know they're okay because my kids are dumb and they'll play through like anything. Like, oh, I have a broken arm, but we're going to keep going. And I have to know that they're fine. I acknowledge what they do is, is really high activity and dangerous and all these other things. And I let them go do what they have to do. But they have to let me know that they are okay. The other half of that is that for 20 years or 18 years, you're driving these kids to practice. You're driving these kids home. You're helping them with homework at night. You're feeding them. While they're at school, you're getting all their stuff together. Like you form a team with your kids. And when they accomplish great things, it's emotional. When they fall short of their dreams, it's exceptionally emotional because you know what they've done to get there. So when thing A was a senior, he was wrestling. He was in sectionals. He he went to state the year before, but like the goal was to like the goal for every wrestler is to win state. So he was undefeated from conference on. I'm in the stands. I have a friend who's a photographer that was in the stands with me at the time. And we're watching his finals match, undefeated all the way. He's already going. But this match, he was the underdog in. Like the kid was bigger than him. He, my kid had bumped up a weight class. So he wins the match. And in that moment of winning the match, like I took the camera that I was recording it on, but you totally can't hear anything but me like screaming my heart out and popping a vocal cord. I throw it back, <laughs> just whip it backwards in the stand. And I run out of the stands after they raise his hand and he shakes the kid's hand. He runs off the mat. We meet on the side of the mat and he lifts me up and I kick my heels back because that's kind of like, he's like way taller than I am, which is really the thing with that too. He's like way taller than her. I kick my heels back and he spins me around because together we did that because he had my support the whole time. And I knew that his highs he worked for, I know that when he falls short, it's devastating because he worked for it. I also know that my friend who was a photographer in the stands was snapping pictures while he was taking that hug twirl with me all the way through. 
And I know that when I put them up on social media, it didn't raise an eyebrow about anything. Of course, I was a little bit chubbier than this mom and I was dressed in oversized clothes because I was sweating in a gym all day. So I think there's another issue here. It had nothing to do with the mom running out and hugging your kid and him picking her up like that. I don't think the issue is that. I think it is something completely different. Yeah, I agree. Because when Michelle and I talked about that, I said, had she not looked the way that she does, nobody would have thought anything of it. Because that's kind of a boy mom thing, you know, especially with sports. I don't understand it. I don't pretend to understand it. But I have witnessed it because I'm friends with Michelle. Okay. <laughs> it it it's just a different thing. And when you're not when it's not your experience, it's easy to judge. That's the point of this show. You need to take a step back and remember, this isn't your experience. It's somebody else's and you don't belong in it. Okay. So if you can't be supportive, shut your pie hole. She's a sexy mom. And people judge sexy moms a lot. Let me tell you what. I was always a sexy mom. Yes, Michelle. I, um, you know, I just, I just was, I mean, I was genetically blessed. I'm sorry. I'm not ashamed of it. So I'm not sorry, but, and I remember my little girl telling me one time, PA mom, can't you look like the other moms? I said, honey, I could dress like the other moms. Still not going to look like the other moms. Okay. It's just what it is. LA, the younger never had a problem with it. She'd be like, yeah, my mom's hot, (laughs) which was great. But let me tell you what, there's nothing wrong with being a sexy mom because you were all sexy to somebody at some point or you wouldn't be moms. Okay. So just because you become a mother does not mean that you become some asexual being that shouldn't be proud of the way that you look. And for those people that are judging that, shame on you. You can go to the gym too. You know, I work very hard to look good. Okay. And I've had shade thrown at me a lot, especially at the bus barn, right? Those ladies there constantly throwing me shade. I'm like, well, I'm not reaching in and grabbing those donuts every time you guys bring them in. And I'm up working out at 430 every morning. And, you know, I eat right. I exercise. I, I take care of myself because I'm worth doing that. It makes me feel good. Okay. So I should be ashamed of that and cover that up. No, all the squats I did. Yeah. I'm wearing (laughs) yoga pants. I look good in them. Okay. If you have a problem with that, that's you, not me. So leave sexy mom alone who jumped on her son. She beat breast cancer. She lost her husband, but by God, she looks good. Okay. Get over it. I'd like to acknowledge the power it takes to get down like high school stadium steps in stiletto heels. I'm just going to say it props to her because she got down there, didn't wipe out on her face because I would have and made it onto the field to do that. So, (laughs) And you know what? It was a moment in time. She was not thinking about what that looked like to the outside world. She was just trying to get to her son. And I have seen Michelle climb over people in the bleachers trying to get to her son. We were at a wrestling match one time and he got hurt. He played through it, of course. And she kept saying he's hurt. So as soon as he got done wrestling, he was looking for her and she's like, get out of my way. Get out of my way. 
Ah, the sports mom life. It is not an easy one for the faint of heart. The other thing that they did was they took this super, super awesome moment between a mom and son who had a moment to celebrate. Destroyed the whole dang thing. It it doesn't make it. You ruined that moment for them and that memory for them. Because I'm going to guarantee you that I still have those photos framed because she got one of me and then he hugged my husband. So we've got those two photos framed. And now these people will never be able to look at that video again and have those feelings again because the world has just kind of destroyed it. Well, and not only that, I'm sorry, what was it? He got a jersey or something? I don't know nothing about sports. What what was the big? His dad passed away on April 4th. So he started wearing the number 44 in honor of his father. And then they won. Yeah, that was the first time he wore it and they won the game. Okay, so... They totally all over his moment by talking yeah. about his mom. So not only did you marginalize what he did, which he worked very hard for, and it was in memory of his dad, then they pooped on his mom. Nice. Mm-hmm. And you're worried about moms causing therapy? Really? Right. Ooh, or the people, like there's moms in the, if you, if you read some of the comments, there's moms in the, in the comments that sit there and go, look at the look on his face. He's horrified. And it doesn't look like he's horrified whatsoever at all. Like it really doesn't like they're projecting onto him and it's crazy stupid, but I'm sitting there thinking if he was horrified and here you come to even make this a bigger situation by commenting, he looks horrified on, you know, on social way to go. You, you've added to the problem. If that even was what the problem was, which he doesn't, they're being dramatic and stupid, which is nothing new. Well, so I guess in short, you get on with your bad self, Amber. You look good. Congratulations to your son. And we support you. Absolutely. Good job, so kid. Mom fails. Mom failed. Do you have a mom fail story? Do I have a mom fail story? Not written down. <laughs> okay, I'll go first then. You got a mom so, fail story? I've got mom. I mean, I'm old. I got all kinds of mom fail stories, but this one is kind of bad, but funny. (laughs) My daughter is in the background trying to tell me to tell a mom fail story that I promise you I'm never saying on the air. Okay. (laughs) So, no, (laughs) we'll write a book someday or something. I don't want to get canceled for a show. So, PA, the older, she is very dramatic. And L.A. has always tried to be the perfect child because she knows that P.A. drives me crazy. So um, P.A.'s losing her bloody mind one morning because she's got a hair tie stuck in her hair. So she can't possibly go to school like that. I'm trying to get it out. She's like literally trying to pull her hair out. And I'm like, oh, my God, my pretty baby's going to be bald. So I'm like, you just need to calm down. Just stay home from school. So I called her in. Yes, I called her in because she had a hair tie stuck in her hair. That's an important (laughs) issue. But in the process of all of this, LA, the the little one is telling me, mommy, I don't feel good. I'm like, you're fine. You just need to go to school. Well, I didn't know earlier before I woke up, she had told her father, whom I love dearly, and he's a fantastic father, but he thinks a Rolaids will fix everything. He's like, you probably got indigestion. Here's a Rolaids kid. And he goes off to work. I didn't know that. So she's like, no, mommy, I really don't feel good. I'm like, honey, you're fine. Cause I'm trying to deal with crazy girl over here with the hair stuck. And I mean, it was a rat's nest. It was bad. 
So I'm like, just go to school. So I put her on the bus and I'm trying to get the hair tie out of crazy girl's hair. About, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes later, I get a call from the school. You need to come pick LA up. She threw up on the bus. Mom fail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember. My life is chaos. Thing A, I think maybe two. Maybe a year and a half old, two-year-old. And we just moved into a new townhouse, right? And my husband was working overnights at the time. So I'm trying to do like a, you know, unpack, clean thing. And I had dinner going and he's playing on the floor in the living room, whatever. I went out to the garage to get another box, right? I had no idea that this door to the garage automatically locked when you walked out of it. So I'm stuck in a car, a single car garage with a locked door baby on the other side and dinner going on the stove. <laughs> like I was going to be in the newspaper. Uh, I had to get back inside. It. <laughs> I had to get back inside. I in my the clip. Save the clip when stuff like that happens. Oh my God. Give it to your, your daughters. Like you're always going to be fine. Look what I did. In my rational mind, in that moment of panic, I decided to grab the sledgehammer that was with the other gardening tools that were in the corner, I, should, I, I kid you not, it was a security door too. So it wasn't even like it's a wood one. You know, if you like lay on the wood ones enough, you can get them to open or you can kind of like pop the lock. No, security door, totally fire door. I, I took should the I, sledgehammer. Should I uh, be concerned that you know how to pop locks? That's a whole nother show. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway. I take the sledgehammer and I start whacking the crap out of the door till I finally broke the entire locking mechanism and the, the door handle off and got through the door to my kid who was still in the same exact spot he was when I left him, but the door was not. So I had to explain to my husband that the house we literally just moved in two days before is now missing a garage door. You know what, though? Your mom would be proud. You did not lose your kid. This is true. Mom win. I call that a mom win. There we go. So moms can do it all. Mom can do it all. She can break that door down. She can feed that baby. Make her husband mad all at the same time. Oh, I can do that awesome. in my sleep. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, our time today is done. We hope you got at least a little bit of a break in your chaos to listen to a little bit of ours. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed getting to know us. So we're not perfect. You don't have to be perfect to be the perfect mom for your kids. Please stop mom shaming. Support each other. Love your kids and do the best you can. It'll all turn out all right. Feel like you always need to be in control? Feel like you never have enough control? Well, join us next time on Best Laid Birth Plans. And for you moms with older kids, we always have something baked into the pie for you. And uh, because we got your back, Mommy, visit our merch store to buy an entire shirt. No half shirts here. This has been All Apple Pie and Stuff. Please visit www.allapplepieandstuff.com for exclusive content, to check out the platforms we're on, and to visit our merch store. Go to our Contact Us page to drop us an email. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, and suggestions. But just know, if you shame us on there, we'll shame you on air. <laughs>